figured out that, oh, wow, it's not just one gene, one problem. It's not just one gene, one supplement. It doesn't work that way. There's, there's interaction there that you have to take into account. And so when our team in Albuquerque, New Mexico started playing around with this, and we, we found a way to, to um, design nutritional programs around genetics and turn on not only brain chemistry, but turn on energy production, histamine breakdown, uh, detoxification, um, nitric oxide production and breakdown or cardiovascular system stuff and methylation uh, and the immune system. So everything started to work correctly when we looked at people's health through this genetic lens. And so one of them, you know, again, I'm pretty passionate about the brain chemistry part of it because I struggled for so long. And, and now I live in, in Happyville here because I take specific nutrients that not only balance the vitamin D receptor, but balance the other genes that I have. Uh, so it's, it's like we design a, a multiple vitamin around your genetics and not just any multiple vitamin will do it. You have to have like the specific right nutrients so that you don't turn on pathways that you shouldn't and you turn on pathways that you should so to balance the body. So it's very precise nutrition. Namaste, beautiful souls. I'm Shilpa, and you're tuned into the Omni Mindfulness Podcast, a sanctuary for spiritual entrepreneurs. As a holistic mindfulness coach and social marketing strategist, I'm here to guide you on a transformative journey. On this show, we explore captivating stories and provide practical tools that deepen your connection with your authentic self. Through the personal and professional narratives of remarkable individuals, we expand our consciousness and ignite the spark of possibility. Each season, I curate content that empowers you to create a holistic lifestyle encompassing spirituality, mindfulness, energy awareness, and mindset. Join me as we engage in conversations with experts in their respective fields and share solo casts from yours truly, all aimed at supporting you and relaxing, revitalizing, resetting your body, mind, and spirit. I'm your host and the visionary behind Omni Mindfulness. So what if just one story had the power to shift the trajectory of your life? What if you could become an instrument in helping others realize their true selves? And what if your soul's higher purpose lies in experiencing the joy of Omni Mindfulness? Remember, it's never too late to rewrite your story. Welcome to Season 8 of the Omni Mindfulness Podcast. During this exciting season, we delve deep into the power of mindset. In October, join us as we explore Happy Mind. Is happiness an inside-out job? We'll explore the concept of happiness from various perspectives, ranging from DNA and brain health to mindfulness practices. Moving into November, it's all about conscious connections. Loneliness can be an epidemic, especially during the holidays. Let's understand the art of forming meaningful connections. And in December, we wrap up 2023 with the theme Embodied Awareness. Discover how to connect your body, mind, and spirit for a holistic approach to life. Stay tuned for thought-provoking conversations, expert insights, and transformative stories. It's a season you won't want to miss.
And up next is Dr. J. Ann Dunn. Dr. Dunn is the author of the book Holistic Kinesiology and Perfect Health in Paradise, CEO of My Happy Genes, innovator of holistic kinesiology and holistic methylation, teacher and lecturer. For over 30 years, she has practiced natural medicine research and taught her groundbreaking techniques to hundreds of individuals who, like her, are on a quest to find an alternative solution to allopathic medicine. Dr. Dunn began her career in the natural health industry after a long bout of ill health, which drove her to seek an alternative healing method. The results she experienced piqued her interest in kinesiology, and she decided to study and learn this amazing technique herself. She eventually developed her own technique, combining anatomy, physiology, emotional work, body work, and nutrition to create holistic kinesiology. Since then, she branched out into studying genetic variants and their effect on our health, our brain, and our mood. She teaches practitioners around the world how to interpret genetic tests and design nutritional programs to make the most of your genetic potential. She recently began a project to help the world become happier and healthier by making the most of their genetic potential called myhappygenes.com. Her philosophy is to treat the person as a whole being, not just a collection of parts and symptoms. And without further ado, the founder of MyHappyGenes.com, Dr. J. Ann Dunn. Dr. Dunn, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for inviting me, Shilpa. I really appreciate it. I look forward to a conversation with you and your audience. Wonderful. I became aware of you at the, I believe it was the Energy Summit. It was called the Energy Summit? Yeah, yeah. I was invited to speak there uh, by a good friend of mine who's, you know, one of the organizers. And um, at, at first I was like, I don't, I don't know if this is a good fit, but really it is because uh, way back many years ago, one of the topics that um, I did a, a big lecture on was called uh, biochemical nirvana. And so I really kind of like focused uh, my my talk on that. And there's a lot of dovetailing between biochemistry and mindfulness and what I call nirvana, you know? Yes, I, and somebody did mention that uh, even at that summit about the, the chemicals that are produced based on meditation, if you do it a certain number of minutes over a certain course of time, that your body starts sending um, chemicals to your brain. Yeah, that's true. You know, uh, I think though it's difficult for some people, you know, some people really struggle with the ability to even sit down to meditate. And uh, there, there's a certain genetic variant that keeps adrenaline in our system. And it causes these people to really have a hard time. You know, they're usually ADD or they're, um, they're just stressed. Their body's in a state of stress all the time. So it's particularly difficult for that kind of person to really settle down and get into a meditative state you know I, I laugh because they're they're always checking their watch and there's like they're like they're thinking about their laundry they could be doing or they're you know they got to run some errands and they got to do that so uh their brains uh, you know their brains are doing this but it's biochemical and so it takes them a whole lot more a, a lot more focus and a lot more attention to meditating to get there you know to really kind of get into a, a relaxed state to get those neurochemicals uh, balance. So they, they struggle a little bit more. 
um, and other people who are struggling with even getting, you know, dopamine and serotonin going into their brains can also have difficulty because they're so mired in their thoughts of, uh, of maybe past trauma or, or depression or whatever they're feeling at the moment. They, those thoughts kind of intrude a lot more than somebody whose brain chemistry is balanced who can just sit down and get into like, they're just there. They're just into that mindfulness and they're paying attention to their body and they're breathing. And they, you know, it's, it's easy for them to get into that state. I think it's really a big, a big help if they can get their brain chemistry balance first and then bam, you know, their meditation is just phenomenal. And as you mentioned, if those who have gone through some kind of trauma where their neuroplasticity, their brains has been rewired maybe from a young age, to feel that trauma and it affects their meditation. But that's like maybe like in that one lifetime would happen to them. What about the genetics of what, how one's, I would say, state of happiness occurs? Yeah, so that's that's exactly what I'm talking about. So when, uh, let, me, let me back up a little bit and introduce who I am for a second and tell you how I kind of got here and um, how the genetics kind of played a role in my own, in my own health, or my own mental health, really. Um, so I'm a doctor of chiropractic and I'm a functional medicine practitioner. So I was practicing, I had a really successful practice for many, many years in Albuquerque, New Mexico, doing nutrition, doing emotional work, doing chiropractic um, and whatever modality, you know, the patient wanted. And, you know, it was very successful at that, but uh, there were some things that were bothering me. One of them was my own health, my own mental health. I struggled every day with trying to be happy, you know, just trying to get my mood up. And, you know, as, as we've talked about, you know, I had a pretty severe childhood of, of trauma and um, various things that happened to me that I thought that was the reason why I was depressed. You know, it's, it's easy for us to say, oh, I'm depressed because, you know, I had, a, I had, you know, some abuse as a child or whatever. Um, and so I thought that's, that's why I thought that's why I was depressed. And, and as you know, having people come up to you and say, just think happy, just be positive, just meditate, just, it's annoying, because if we hadn't thought of that, you know, as if we hadn't thought about that, you know? but we can't, we can't maintain that, that, you know, we can do it for a few minutes and, and think positive thoughts and do affirmations, but it doesn't stick. And so I struggled, you know, I would come home at night and, and nobody knew, nobody really knew that I was depressed. You know, it was something I just put on a happy face and got through my day and uh, raised my child. I was a single mother and, but underneath, you know, it was, it was like uh, this shame, you know, why can't I just be happy? What, I mean, a lot of people have bad things happen to them. A lot of people have bad childhoods or trauma or whatever. Why can't I just be happy? What's the matter with me? So there's this guilt, the shame, and a lot of people, I think, struggle with this, and they hide it, and I was one of those, and the other thing I was dealing with was chronic fatigue syndrome, and so that that didn't help either, you know, I'd always have to, like, do caffeine or something to get through the day and, and get my energy up, and I thought, well, you know, I'm, I'm missing something. There's a piece of the puzzle that's missing, and I kept looking and looking and you know it wasn't diet it wasn't nutrition it wasn't meditation for me it wasn't positive thinking it wasn't emotional work it wasn't counseling i'm not it's not in my paradigm to go do uh, antidepressants i just i just won't go there but um i knew there was a reason for it and so i was always hunting and long story short this really led me down the path to looking at genetics as a source of 
what, you know, wondering what, it, maybe it's in my genes, you know, maybe I inherited it and it's, it's always going to be there with me because it's genetic. Uh, that was my thinking. And that's a lot of people's thinking is like, oh, sucks to be you, you inherited it. So therefore you're going to struggle with it for the rest of your life. But it, it's not true. The more we know, the more that we have done research into epigenetics and understanding how we can affect the physiology of our bodies, um, the, the more that we understand that we can modify those risk factors. And so when I got my genes tested, uh, I, I did it through 23andMe and I put it through a, a sort of template and uh, I started looking at just a few of the genes that I had. And one of them was that vitamin D receptor. And uh, it turns out that I have a, what's called a homozygous variant there, which means that you know if you get one gene from mom, one gene from dad, and both of those genes are a variation from a normal code for the vitamin D receptor, then you're homozygous for uh, a variant there which reduces your ability to absorb vitamin D by about 70%. And so, uh, you know, in natural medicine, we think of vitamin D as more like involved in bone health. And uh, that's about it. You know, we know it's the sunshine vitamin, but the more I looked into it, the more I realized it's critical for activating other genes that are involved in making neurotransmitters. So no wonder, you know, I couldn't make dopamine. I can't, I can't make serotonin correctly because of my genes. And it has a lot to do with your immune system, how you activate your T cells to fight infections. And so um, I was like, wow, okay. It was starting to make some sense to me. And so I, as a kinesiologist, I started to play around with, I wonder how we can modify that receptor so that it works, so that it accepts vitamin D. And I found the answer. And it just, it changed my life because I started taking the cofactors that help that receptor work better, the nutrients, specific nutrients for it. And, and then my body could absorb vitamin D and bam, my brain chemistry changed. And I became happy for the first time in my life at 55, at age 55. Yeah. And, what did you start taking that helped? Um, I, the cofactors for the vitamin D receptor, which are vitamin K2 and A, but I caution you, don't run out because you're depressed. Don't run out and get vitamin K2 and A and D because you have to know what you're doing downstream. You're going to start up certain pathways. And, and this, is, um, this is the key to understanding that you have to look at all, all the genetic variants together because once you do that, once you start up your vitamin D receptor and got, get your brain chemistry going, you better make sure that you can break it down. Otherwise, you're going to send yourself into anxiety or irritation or agitation, because um, you need to be able to make sure that you don't have a genetic variant in your ability to break down those neurotransmitters. So it's uh, it's understanding that interplay of genes. That's where we figured out that, oh, wow, it's not just one gene, one problem. It's not just one gene, one supplement. It doesn't work that way. There's, there's interaction there that you have to take into account. And so when our team in Albuquerque, New Mexico started playing around with this and we, we found a way to, to um, design nutritional programs around genetics and turn on not only brain chemistry, but turn on energy production, histamine breakdown, uh, detoxification, um, nitric oxide production and breakdown or cardiovascular system stuff and methylation uh, and the immune system. So everything started to work correctly when we looked at people's health through this genetic lens. And so 
one of them, you know, again, I'm pretty passionate about the brain chemistry part of it because I struggled for so long. And, and now I live in, in Happyville here because I take specific nutrients that not only balance the vitamin D receptor, but balance the other genes that I have. Uh, so it's, it's like we design a, a multiple vitamin around your genetics and not just any multiple vitamin will do it. You have to have like the specific right nutrients so that you don't turn on pathways that you shouldn't and you turn on pathways that you should so to balance the body. So it's very precise nutrition. And this um, is specific for the brain or not specific, but, and the brain, you know, it's specific for everything. It's for, you know, like I say, energy production and weight management metabolism. It's for um, inflammation and the immune system and uh, circulation and cardiovascular system health. It's for detoxification. It's for, uh, you know, allergies and histamine responses, leaky gut, all of those things um, re really respond to, you know, looking at, at the problems through the genetic lens, which ha had never really been done before. And so when we, when we address things in that way, um, it really gets to the root cause of those things. And as a functional medicine practitioner for years, I was practicing what I call whack-a-mole medicine. You know, like this person would have a virus and have to go after that. This person has leaky gut. We got to go after that. This one has allergies. We got to go after that. I don't do that anymore. We get the body doing it. And we do that through understanding the precise nutrition that their body needs. They might need higher levels of selenium and lower levels of zinc or higher levels of B12, lower levels of folic acid. You know, we, we dial in their uh, nutrients precisionly. Is that a word? Precision? Yeah. Yeah. And now is it in addition to the supplements and the interactions of the supplements? Um, I think I've heard you say nutrition. So would it be also like, hey, Shilpa, you need a kale salad and in addition to more such and such? Yes, very much so. So we look at um, your diet. So we, we, there are certain genes, as you can imagine, think about the, the lactase uh, enzyme. You know, your body is, has a genetic code for making lactase. And that's the enzyme that breaks down lactose, which is milk sugar, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't make that lactase enzyme correctly, you're going to be lactose intolerant. It's the same kind of thing that's happening in the body. And so we look at, is gluten good for you? Bad for you? Is caffeine good for you? Bad for you? Is alcohol generally not good for you, but you know, some people can tolerate it better than others. Nightshades, uh, intermittent fasting. We look at you know lifestyle factors as well. There are genetic variants that govern whether or not those things are good or bad for you. And so uh, we recommend you know the here's your best diet. You know lower in carbs, higher in protein, lower in fats. Or for some people it's higher in fats and lower in protein. Others it's higher in complex carbs and lower in fats and protein. So it's very individual. And it's, it's governed by, you know, how, how your ancestors thrived and survived during times of, of starvation or, or uh, stress in their, in their environments. And if we think about like the Irish uh, potato famine, you know, those people that survived that were able to survive because they hold on to calories very easily. And those people that couldn't, those skinny people gone, you know, so now we've selected for in that population a gene that holds on to calories, which is not very much fun you know, in, our, in our day and age because we have a lot more calories. So it's, uh, it's a lot more than uh, just brain chemistry. And we do get precision with our diet as well and supplementation and lifestyle. 
And so when you turn, when you do meditation, when you do mindfulness practices, um, it actually, you know, uses less resources and conserves a lot of resources and helps your mitochondria to repair and, and work more efficiently. So it's, it's hugely effective at helping with um, genetic, you know, genetic variants that are potentially going to cause problems for you in the brain chemistry area or other areas of the body or lead to health ish health risks down the line, if that makes sense. It does. And when you mentioned that you noticed a difference once you made that switch to the appropriate um, supplementation nutrition for your body, and I, I forget exactly how you expressed it, but there is some more equanimity, perhaps more happiness. How did you, I don't know, how did you feel? Like, what was Delta? Like, what could when did you know, like when, when I wasn't there, this is how it felt, but wow, this is how it's supposed to feel. Yeah. It's, that's a really good question because, you know, when we're in, when we're in that state and we're used to being in that state, we don't know that that's not normal. Mm -hmm. You know, that every day I kind of have to work on my attitude and, and listen to positive podcasts or what, you know, just constantly sort of build myself up, build up my attitude. And you know, like we, we talked about briefly, you know, there were times when it just was overwhelming, especially right around my period, you know, it was like, whoa, my hormones are out of control and my brain chemistry is off and things are just, you know, blown up out of proportion. When there's a full moon, sometimes that could affect it too. Oh like, you're, you know, you're doing this, but you're down here at a low level, kind of trying to manage. You buy a new pair of shoes and you're up for a second and then you're back down, you know what I mean? And so when I got my brain chemistry balance, boom, my baseline is here. It's not like, yeah, it's more like, hmm, um, content, shall I say. Yeah. I'm not struggling all the time for trying to be happy and not having to like work at it all the time. I'm just here in what I call Happyville. It's a much better place to live. And I don't have to think about it anymore. You know, not to say I don't have this, you know, I have my mother just died and I went through a period of down, but but then I bounce right back up and I stay here, you know, for for the most part. Not, you know, and my my ups and downs are here, but I'm not down here where my thresh, you know, where it was kind of pretty low all the time. So that was the difference. And when when my patients came back in, it was it was interesting because they weren't, you know, this was they were people who are depressed or anxious or irritable or ADD or addicted to things. And they're just reported this content feeling, this feeling of contentment. And you know that feeling when you meditate, right? You're yeah. like, oh, everything is fine. Everything's good in the world and everything's at peace and I'm okay. And that's yeah. that's my baseline now. And does it also help you with better sleep? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because our neurotransmitters, you know, our serotonin is made into uh, melatonin. So if you can't make serotonin, you're not going to make melatonin. So it's definitely going to affect your sleep as well. So understanding the, the pathway, you know, tryptophan is made into 5-HTP, that's made into serotonin, that's broken down into melatonin. So um, all of those require enzymes that are genetically determined. So if you've got genetic variants anywhere along the way, you're going to find a, a backup or a difficulty in a, in a particular area. So uh, it's fascinating when we look at the physiology through that lens of biochemistry governed by genetics. And um, once we can correct those and get like that specific nutrient, uh, the body corrects itself. And it's just, it's kind of beautiful. 
So as a vegetarian who had an Indian diet and my ancestors had an Indian diet and now like I, it's sort of all over the place with my American husband, but I, I you know, but I, I eat healthy. And so uh, that report from the genetics report would um, speak to also addressing or fine tuning the nutrition. Yes, it would. And, you know, there's, there are different reasons why people become vegetarian. And if you, you know, if it's been like generation after generation, often you lose the ability to even generate, make hydrochloric acid to digest meat, you know, or make proteases correctly. Um, and making sure that you get proper combinations of things to get your amino acids, you know, to a, to a whole level is critical because those are precursors to neurotransmitters. So, you know, the tryptophan, tyrosine, uh, these are, those are two that are specifically tied to making serotonin and dopamine. So if you don't get enough of those neurotransmitters or those amino acids, I should say, you, you won't make your neurotransmitters correctly. So it's, that's, that's an important aspect to look at too. And um, the name of your um, group or company that does this testing and helps people, it's called Happy Genes. Can you share a little bit about the inspiration around that name? Yeah, it's called My Happy Genes. And, you know, it's really, we started out because I was so passionate about brain chemistry. We started out with thinking, you know, there, there were a lot of different uh, genetic testing companies on the market, and we wanted to, our niche to be uh, brain chemistry. And so that's, that's where we started. And um, we realized it was, it was much more than that, but I'm very passionate about those people who are struggling with, with depression, anxiety, ADD, PTSD, addictions, uh, et cetera. And um, we, you know, I was teaching doctors around the country how to do this work. The holistic methylation is what we called it. it and I used muscle testing and, you know, various other uh, techniques to get the body balanced. But I thought, wow, you know, I can wear myself out traveling around the country, or I can create a software program that would do it for us. And so I decided that I could help a lot more people if I could get the software program to do what I was doing in the clinic. And so uh, it, again, it's not one gene, one issue. It's, a, it's an algorithm that combines your genetics and what symptoms you're experiencing or your epigenetics, you know, what's expressing and your biochemistry. So we, it's a triangle of, of information. Uh, it's going to take a pretty robust algorithm to triangulate those things and look at, you know, like you said, it, it, should I take A, D, and K? Well, yes, but only if you take, you know, these things to balance what happens downstream. Yeah. And so the software program does that for you. You know, it calculates all of that. And then uh, you, you take a questionnaire and say, you know, like I'm having these symptoms and not these and blah, blah, blah. And then, um, then it designs a supplement program. Uh, based on that. So it's, uh, yeah, I just thought we could help a lot more people that way. Yeah, a lot of, I just like a question popped in my head. Most of my 20s and 30s, even early 40s were spent dealing with the menstrual cycle and the havoc it would have ensue on my my hormones. And it would always be like this out-of-body experience. Like, I'd be like, that's not Shilpa anymore. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like, God, I'm a crazy person. <laughs> But well, um, yet, the men in our lives are like, what? <laughs> I'm like, you parted your hair differently. You don't love me anymore. If I would watch a commercial. I'd be sobbing. I know, right? <laughs> but I, I wonder if some oh. of this could even help with this. Absolutely. Even, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
I, I know some women didn't have any PMS issues and I was on the other end of the spectrum. We can see, there's a slider in the report that shows you that you're susceptible to uh, PMS or PMDD. Uh, oh, really? It looks at the genes that are associated with it, yeah. Does it show you also for perimenopause any data there? No, because that's, you know, that's a normal kind of uh, uh, situation in the body, but it'll show you that you might have hormonal kind, you might have more difficulty going through it, if that's what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it can show you, you know, what to do. And once you keep your body balanced, it will, you can kind of just ease through those situations without oh. as much trouble, which is amazing, you know, to go that through. That is amazing. Now, so call it mental pause. But. <laughs> well, I'm definitely following up with you on that one. Um, so one of the questions I have, and we've discussed this, is my husband deals with chronic migraines. And that was the catalyst for why I was so excited first, after I listened to you at the summit, that if I could only learn just enough and get him to get tested. So perhaps you could speak to have you dealt with patients with migraines? Yeah, very much so. And in the, you know, the, we have five reports that we get from that one DNA file. And the second report is on diet and lifestyle, but the third one is uh, called My Healthy Genes. And it looks at what genes have you inherited that make you susceptible for cardiovascular disease, for autoimmune diseases, for COVID, uh, for infections, et cetera. And one of, one of the categories is migraine. There are definite genes associated with susceptibility to migraine. Um, I had that too. I, that was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not, you know, so I, I have a great heart for those people that deal with migraines. They're, they're just awful. Um, but I, I haven't had one in many, many years, as long as I keep my, my body chemistry balanced and my brain chemistry balanced. Uh, I don't, I'm not affected. Interestingly enough, my husband, um, just because of his personality, like he likes to be outdoors, but he goes to for a beach walk almost every moment, every chance he can get. And I think part of it is dealing with also the, the vitamin D. Yeah, yeah, that can that can really help for sure. That's a better way to get it, you know, through the through the sunshine, which is through really the sunshine. Good. Yeah. Um, also, can you share a little bit about overall? Have you had people challenge saying, "Well, happiness is a state of mind," which is I've heard, or happiness only occurs from and then fill in the blank from inside. <laughs> yeah, um, I, <laughs> you know. I try to have compassion and uh, and understand their perspective because there are some people that have never experienced what you and I have talked about. You know, they've never experienced that deep down depression that you can't talk yourself out of. They they don't understand unless you've really experienced it. I think it's hard to have compassion for it because I you know we I, I've been with partners who were like that. Like come on, just pull yourself out, pull yourself up, man. It's like, you know, just get out of it. If I could, I would. I would have. I'm not. I'm not dwelling in this. I'm not wallowing in it and enjoying it. This is not fun for me, you know? Yeah. So um, I think it's a matter of them understanding there are definite genetic variants that can cause it. And that's, um, you know, where compassion can come in. And it, it, sometimes they need to be shown the science and the, the science is very much there. Uh, and then they go, oh, wow, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't understand. You know, this is a real condition, just like, having a medical condition would be, or having, you know, MS or Alzheimer's or whatever. Uh, they have more compassion for that kind of thing than they do a mental health kind of imbalance. Um, not to say all mental health imbalances are due to brain chemistry imbalances. Sometimes 
you know, yeah, we, we need to have better friends or we need to have a better situation or we're in an abusive relationship and we need to get out of it. You know, those are definitely situational things can definitely contribute to, to that. But I've seen too many times, you know, when we get brain chemistry balanced, often that person will get out of that situation or they um, feel okay with it. You know, it's funny. I had, I had one guy who was talking about his uh, coworkers and how awful they were, you know, oh my God. They're just awful. They're always picking on me. They're always, I'm so miserable at work. And we got his brain chemistry balance and he came back in. I said, how's it going at work? And he goes, I don't, for some reason, people are a lot nicer to me now. And I, I don't know why. I mean, it's fine. I'm like what? <laughs> it, changed, it changed his attitude about everybody around him. And therefore they were nicer to him, you know? So it was like, uh, it's kind of fascinating. Uh, when I run into people like that, I just go, okay, let's, let's talk about Let's educate you a little bit about the differences in, in people's brains and, and how they work and um, maybe work on your compassion a little bit. But <laughs> Oh, no, but and I think sometimes what you're saying is even if we are able to regulate through the supplementation nutrition, then our perception of the world may change as well. Totally, totally. I had another guy who was, uh, he had MS, but he, he came in and he's in a wheelchair and his wife's you know, kind of pushing him into the office. And she accidentally hit the door jam with his wheelchair. And he turns around and he's like, Emily, watch where you're going. And he just like rips into her. And we're both standing there like, whoa, way overreaction, you know? Yeah. And uh, she's like, you know, she's, her eyes are wide behind him. Like, oh, this is my life. This is this guy. Oh, man. And uh, so we put him on a program and he came back in the next time. She wheels him in. And she didn't hit the door jam that time, but she wheels him in and he turns around and he says, thank you, hon. And I was like, and she's behind <laughs> me going. And I said, how, you know, how are you doing, Rob? And he's like, I don't know, about the same. And she's like. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Like, they don't realize that they've changed, but. Right. My wife is being a lot nicer to me. <laughs> she's, like, she's driving the wheelchair better. No, that's not what happened here. It was his attitude about the world that changed. Therefore, the world changed. And so it's, it's you know, in different points, as I've mentioned, like when it comes to hormonal stuff, I've regulated through intense workouts, extremely clean eating and yeah. a whole host of things. But sometimes being that vigilant on everything is exhausting. <laughs> exhausting I know I was there too Shelpa it's uh yeah and you think I'm doing all the right things what is the matter with me you know why why well, if one slip and the other slip next thing yeah. you know it's like so yeah good to know I I'm excited now did I already ask you the question about what my husband's concern was about privacy maybe you could speak to that yeah yeah thanks for bringing that up because I am very passionate about that because uh you know 23 or sorry some other companies do not respect privacy and they sell your data, your, your DNA information. And so when we, when we first started the company, we were using them. And then, you know, we had several people say, and I, and I was realizing too, that I don't really want to be a part of that. And so uh, we started using a private lab and we started using a system where when you, when you do your DNA test, you know, you order your DNA kit, it comes to you and, and then you, do the swab it's an easy little swab and stick it in an envelope it goes back to the lab with nothing but a barcode that lab has no information on you whatsoever uh just the barcode and so the barcode comes back and it's attached to your account in our system 
Now in our system, you can put any email you want, any name you want. You don't have to, no personal data. We don't want to know. We don't want to be, uh, we don't want to be hacked, number one. And, you know, we just don't want to have any sense that there's not uh, privacy in, in the whole system. So they also get rid of your sample after 90 days. So there's no tracking of your information that way. They don't know who you are and there's no tracking. I can't see your data. I can't get in and look at your data. Only you can through your email and your password can get into your account. And if I'm your practitioner, I can look at your data, but you've given me permission to do that. Mm -hmm. So uh, we try to protect your privacy all the way, all the way through, because it's, I think it's a big concern going forward. We don't know, you know, what they're doing with that data. What, you know, will they uh, discriminate against you in the future because you have a specific genetic variant or will they track? Inf I don't know. I, I don't even want to speculate. I'm not kind of a paranoid person, but I am concerned that nefarious things could happen because of that. So I just don't want to contribute to it. So if someone like myself or my husband were working with you, uh, we would get the swab, the barcode would be matched to our appropriate ID via email, and right. then we would speak with you or someone in your organization. Well, you get when you get your results back, it's instantly put into your account. So you get your um, mood and personality report immediately, you know, once it once it comes back. So you can go in there and look at that. There's a lot of information in there, a lot of links to studies where we found that information on PubMed or uh, Snippedia. Uh, so everything is backed up by a good study showing that, yeah, that gene is associated with bipolar or schizophrenia or depression or whatever it is. Um, and then your, so it comes back into your account and it's only connected by that barcode and your DNA, uh, your email. Mm -hmm. So you log in, you get that. So there are four other reports that I mentioned that are available if you work with a practitioner. And the reason we did that was because there might be contraindications. Let's say you're on a, an antidepressant or you're on other medications that are contraindicated by taking certain supplements. We, we didn't have, you know, the bandwidth to really put all the medications into our, into our software system. So we really wanted you to be under the care of a physician, a licensed healthcare provider that understands those contraindications for you. And um, so the other four are, uh, are available through working with one of our practitioners. And we have practitioners all over the country mm -hmm. that are trained in how to do this. So uh, we had, at last count, we had about 500 practitioners that I've trained uh, in understanding genetics and methylation, and, and about 250 of those are signed up as my Happy Genes practitioners and more every day. So um, you just let us know what area are you in, and we'll help you find a, a practitioner to work with you on the, the other reports. Yeah. And is this, is this usually covered through insurance, or is that's a whole other story? Well, I don't, I don't really know. I, I, um, I've looked into it a little bit, but I can't say I know for sure. Yeah. I know you can use an HSA card, mm -hmm. uh, you can use your health savings account, you know, to, uh, to pay for it. It is, yeah. it does qualify under that. Um, I'm not sure about the rest of it, to, to be honest. I have a sense that I, I imagine we could find some codes that would get it covered, but again, yeah. can't say I'm, but, I'm knowledgeable. And that initial report before you started working potentially with other pr practitioners for going deeper um, that gives you just enough guidance saying, hey, maybe you should be on this kind of diet with these supplements. 
just... no it doesn't do that because you know again we want you to be under the care of a physician yeah. uh, when you when they talk to you about it so um so yeah, yeah you have to yeah, to get those reports, you need to hook up to a practitioner to do that, unless you are a practitioner. <laughs> oh, okay. Or can you hook up with your own practitioner and show them the report? Or, yeah. Well, you can. Okay. Yeah, they can just sign up for an account. It's free for mm -hmm. any, any licensed healthcare provider can sign up for an account. And then um, and then they can go over them with you, order those reports for you and go over them with you. Wonderful. Support, we can give that to them. So, yeah. Uh, any kind of words of wisdom for those who are curious and they know they've got things they'd like to work with like it could be gosh my my um migraine is really frustrating yeah i think um maybe thinking about it in a different way you know kind of understanding having compassion for yourself number one that maybe it's not your fault you're not doing this on purpose you know because there's a lot of guilt and shame uh, and thrown at us from other people too but, but I think we do it to ourselves more than anything, you know, like, why can't I, why can't I, why don't I have the willpower to do this, you know, to, to overcome this and uh, just understanding that there might be more to the story. So that's number one is just uh, having a little, what I call genetic compassion, uh, understanding that there might be reasons beyond you and your willpower that you are suffering from certain things. Yeah. And so that, that alone it, to me was very, um, relieving you know to know it wasn't really my fault and number two that there is hope for uh understanding that there are answers for these things that and they're they're simple they're natural and you know they're specific for you that you are unique and that your therefore your health care is going to be unique and your prescription for whatever energy awareness you know, that you assign somebody, some people, some people are going to need that calming down energy. Other people are going to need that ener energizing energy. And so it's going to be unique for that person. And so understanding that not everybody's the same, that we all are going to need different ways to um, achieve that biochemical nirvana or that, uh, you know, energy awareness or mindfulness, that, that there are different paths to it. And, and yours is different than everybody else's. So uh, just honoring that, I guess. Thank you. And I love the fact that you brought in so much compassion and your own vulnerability into it, because I feel like a lot of people who are going through things or listening to this will realize that they're not alone. Yeah, I hope so, because it's not a fun place to be. And, you know, as as someone who's suffered from it for so long in in silence, uh, you know, I'd like to have better discussions out there about mental health. And, and if we can get beyond the feeling shameful or feeling vulnerable or, or allowing ourselves to be vulnerable and talk about it. I think there's going to be a lot more help for people um, going forward. So, yeah. So thank you. One for, last, yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you. I just have one last question just kind of popped in my head. It's when you brought up energy awareness, have you noticed, and I believe I know what the answer is, but someone's rhetorical, but <laughs> have you, have you noticed a shift in your awareness of your energy and your ability to get things done with the regulation of through the supplements nutrition oh yeah a thousand percent and um when when my body's in balance i find that i can meditate and i have a really good meditation and when i can't do it it's my trigger to say uh, something's something's off track here so i'm, I'm out of balance but 
yeah, everything, everything works better. My energy is better. My mood is better. Everything just works better. So I get a lot more done, I'm a lot more productive. And yeah, everything just falls into place. And I'm not struggling. You know, it, we we talk about being in the flow of things. And when you're when you're out of balance, it feels hard. It feels like a struggle. It feels like oh, I got I got to do this work. I don't want to. I'm tired, but I got to do it. But when you're in balance and you're in the flow, it's like easy. It's like oh, I enjoy this. This is fun. This is interesting. And then we're also, you know, as in, with mindfulness, you're able to say that's enough. You know, I've done enough work. I need to rest. I need to sleep. I need to play. You know, all of those things kind of come a little easier. It's funny when you're off balance, you make yourself go, go, go and drive ourselves down into the ground. And yeah. Uh, and it's kind of a vicious cycle. So yeah. Does that answer your question? Absolutely. And uh, I mean, loads of incredible content here. Thank you so much. The yeah. show notes will include all the li links to your uh, My Happy Genes and any information. I hope I can have you back in the future. Thank you. I'd love to. And, and... <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. It was good chatting with you. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in, sweet soul. If you've enjoyed this episode, I would be so grateful for your kind review on Apple Podcast. Simply click on the link in the show notes to leave your lovely feedback and uplift our spirits. Your support means the world to me and helps our show thrive. So please show me your love and continue to practice Omni Mindfulness.